What is going, everybody? It's Armstrong back again for another episode of Foot Live today with Joey and Felix. And we obviously have Premier League team of the season out right now. We didn't do an episode last week, so we'll also talk about quickly community team of the season and EFL team of the season as well and how our weekends went last weekend and this weekend. And before we jump into all of that, because it's been two weeks, two weekends ago, we hosted the first ever Foot Live podcast tournament. And so we want to start there, kind of think back two weeks ago and how it went. And obviously, congratulate Tussel again for winning. Um, we did ask him to come on the podcast, um, but he he's, I think, Finnish, is it? Is it Finnish? Yeah, yeah he's from Finnish. Yeah, so he um, said he wasn't super comfortable. He, he speaks, he can speak English and type English, but he wasn't comfortable yeah. enough to come on the podcast to do like a full English podcast. So um, if you do want to check him out, obviously he does stream as well. Um, so we'll try to put the link down there. But he did win the tournament and it was fun. So I don't know if you guys want to have any... What's your key takeaway, I guess, from the tournament? Either one of you, um, from what you did. Felix, you participated for a short period of time. Yeah. <laughs> got first rounded against um, Billy, who went on to be the runner-up, basically. He made the final. Um, I, I said it before as well. Like um, When the draw was out, he's one of the worst ones I could have gotten because I had him down to go really far. And you know he ended up doing exactly that. Um, so that was tough. But in general, it was enjoyable, man, because we, we put some rules in place to obviously prevent the super defensive meta and all that stuff. Um, the feedback we got from the players as well was good. They seemed to have enjoyed it, and it, it just ran smoothly. It was a lot quicker. There wasn't any nonsense or cheating or whatever going on. Just, you know, play the games, get the results in quickly, and then move on to the next round. So, uh, yeah, I mean, really, really good for a for a first ever tournament, I think. I was happy with it. And it was a lot of fun to host as well and, and to talk about the games and to watch everyone play. Yeah, uh, before Joey goes, I guess, the one thing I want to say, and that's probably Joey's same thing for you, my key takeaway was, I, Joey and I obviously commentated over it, but we both said during the stream multiple times that we both hate watching competitive FIFA. Like, I cannot, like, I just fall asleep watching the, like, the E-World Cup and stuff like that. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it is the defensive style or if it's just, like, I don't know. It's it's a it's a good broadcast. Like EA does like a decent job with the broadcast. Um, all things considered, like, but I when I was hosting the tournament, when I was talking about it, I was like enjoying the way they were playing, and I was picking out things that I wouldn't like normally see. Um, and it was just super fun to watch. I don't know if it was because, like we said, the the attacking play style, but there was things that some people did that I was like, oh my god, like I I want to implement that into my game and stuff like that. And it was just super fun to watch, and people were really going all out and trying to score different goals, and and there's some really nice goals scored. As well. Joey was creaming himself over. I think it was Ellis playstyle. Yeah, the wrong. Yeah, yeah, yeah. How does he pull those off? I don't know. It's something that triggers me beyond belief when I have to face it when people just spam those balls down the line. It's so annoying. But he was consistently pulling it off like over and over and over. It was mm-hmm. it was unbelievable. And yes, I was. Uh, I would definitely agree with you. I would. I would say I was creaming myself over <laughs> those passes because. I can't play like that, and I, I, w- I would love to know how to play like that, but I can't. And I'm with Rob where I, I don't know if it was the rules in place or maybe there was at this one there was no prize on the line, so people played a little – I don't want to say careless, but more free. Maybe more free is the word. Mm. Um, I don't know if putting a prize on the line – obviously, this was a trial run, and, and we, we plan on putting prize money on the line uh, for future events, but I don't know if – if a prize would change the way people would play because I'm with Rob, it was really, really enjoyable. In fact, I'm now using the 442 second variation 
Um, I've been using it since the tournament, since watching Tussle play with it with the double false nine on the strikers. I'm doing the exact same thing. Not exactly his tactics because I never asked him his tactics, but in terms of the instructions, pretty much the same thing. Um, And I love it. I love that formation so much. You can do so much with it. And it seems to break down the park the bus a little bit just because you have two strikers. But I really, really enjoyed it, man. I, I love the way they played. And again, uh, hopefully we can do more in the future and hopefully we can add some prize money to make it worthwhile for the guys. But we want to just thank everybody for participating and hopefully we can make it grow, man. It was the first one. We'll see how it goes. Yeah. Prize money would be good in general. I I don't know if it, which it depends if it's like massive money, which probably isn't going to happen then maybe, but if it's just like for a couple quid, I don't know. Like I, I wouldn't sweat my tits off for 50 or a hundred bucks. It's obviously nice money, but like, come on, man, end of the day, we just want to have fun with this. Yeah, and I think that's what people were, were were taking us to. Like, no one is like, well, we one the rules kind of made it so you couldn't play super defensive. But even then, we as we said on the broadcast, the way FIFA 20 works is that even without some of the custom tactics, you can still be defensive minded. Uh, and people really weren't trying to do that. They're really trying to score and win and win by win, some of the goals. Like, I mean, like we said halfway through, I think we were talking, and and the score lines were pretty large. It's all things considered for like a FIFA tournament. Um, so that was that was good. And yeah. yeah, we got some good feedback on that as well. Um, people liking the rules and having more fun playing. Obviously, it is. It's not LAN, so there's always the connection issues. I know a few games had some pretty decent lag and uh, input delay, but yeah, I mean, there's there's nothing you can do about that. Unfortunately, you have to rely on 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 the servers, but it is what it is on, on that. Um, I just do want to comment. I was watching the Foothead tourney on Tuesday. Was it the twenty five hundred or was it Friday? I forget the the Tuesdays. NA one. Yeah, was they do Tuesday. Tuesdays. Yeah, okay. Well, so I don't. I they might have done one Friday, but that's usually I think, Tuesday night. I think. Yeah, I think it was either Tuesday night or sometime during the week. But I was watching it, um, and I was watching Guastella. He played fiddle, I believe, the first round, and he was winning, two uh, zero. And I remember after he ended up losing, uh, the the in the second leg, he ended up losing by one goal, I think, and he, he got he got first rounded, but. After the stream, he's like, dude, I should have just gone on drop back after I was up 2-0 for the second leg. And that just shows you what prize money can do. Obviously, $2,500 on the line. But he he literally, that's the first thing he said. He's like, after I took my lead, I should have just dropped back and defended for the rest mm-hmm. of the second leg. So it shows you like the mentality of a player when prize money's on the line, which is understandable, man. I mean, $2,500 is no yeah, joke. That's you know? yeah. a lot of money. So I get how pe- why people would want to play like that. And that's just the difference between competitive FIFA and fun FIFA, I should say. The only problem is, is that that type of mentality ends up coming onto a weekend league. And I think that's why it frustrates a lot of people because as soon as you get rewards and, and prizes on the line, people will do anything it takes to win, especially if they're out teamed. Uh, so just recently, I played my first game of weekend league, game number one on a Sunday, since I haven't played on my account this weekend. And the very first game was the guy just dropped everyone back. I out-teamed him, of course, so I understand why he wants to do it, but he still lost, so I don't know what the purpose of him just defending for 90 minutes was. It's just that's the mentality people go into as soon as you give prizes, and unfortunately, until prizes are removed, like good prizes are removed, that's just the type of gameplay you're going to see because I don't think there's a way to fix... Th- like, how do you how do you fix that? Like, what what would you do to fix that? I don't know, Felix or, or Rob, if you guys have any ideas, what would you do for two things? One, how do you apply pressure so that people cannot pass around the back or, or just keep possession the whole time or play defensively? Like, what are the two fixes they can do for a 21 to make sure you, that's you not mean in, in terms of gameplay? 
Yeah, like what can you do? You like if they make second man pressing too good, then then people are just gonna you know abuse second man pressing. If they make team press too good, then people are just gonna run it all game like they did the beginning of last year. I mean, you remember Caster was running four five one team press from minute one, and he was like killing people with his like full icon team in the first two weeks of the game. Then he got nerfed. Um, and then if you if you nerf like, what do you do to nerf a de- defensive mindset? How do you even take it out of the game? Just nerf um, the deep, the the depth. Yeah, the, there's a couple of ideas I have for this. I don't know how well it would work. Um, we'd have we'd have to see and literally try. But my one idea would be to just increase the default depth that it starts at, so that one depth isn't that deep. Um, one depth should literally be just about edge of the box or something. I think when the defense is settled and and all back and all that stuff, maybe that would be a start. Um, the way drop back works needs to be changed as well. Um, just like overload ball side, make it drain stamina, like constant pressure and all that stuff. Because if you've ever played like a super defensive game in real life, you know just how exhausting it is, not only physically, but also mentally. Because you always have to shift from one side of the pitch to the other, keep your shape, keep your distance to your teammates and all that stuff, always stay switched on. It's really, really not easy, man. Um, so I think stamina needs to come into play for this. And then in terms of the, the tools we we have to, to break it down and beat it. Speed of the game. Bump it up a bit. Bring back skill chaining. Um, but make sure none of their skill moves is just broken in itself like the Croquetta was last year. Um, that would be one thing I'd like. Um, more responsive left stick dribbling in general. Less AI interference with the ball. Like the, the weird blocks and... Just the, the AI is still too strong if you look at it, man. The way they, they stay in shape and, and mark. Like, obviously, that's what they have to do. But y- you need to just tinker with the AI a little bit and just make it less OP. Because people still run around with their CDMs and just don't get punished for it. Because then you play a pass into your striker and the, the defender automatically sprints in front of him and intercepts the ball. Because it auto-switches him to him as well. But e- even then, so the, how the do you, defender would do that by himself. That's a problem. Then how do you make the difference between, let's say, you get a Conte, an AI-controlled Conte and an AI-controlled Ndidi? Like, how do you make, how do you defer, if if there's no interference from making the AI stronger, like, do you get what I'm saying? Yeah, at, I at mean. At that point, what's the difference between the two? How do you, how do you defer? There, there, is a, there is a difference now, so why can you not make a difference between the two of them when you just change the way the AI works defensively a little bit? I don't see the problem there, to be honest. It's just, I mean, I'm I'm not a game developer and all that stuff. I'm not involved. Oh, in no, coding. I know. I know. I'm just wondering things they can do in the future because the, the glaring things I've seen in this game from last year to this year is just, it's a, uh, this year more than ever, it's a very, very stale meta, in my opinion. Yeah. Um, and, I and, think, and the tournament I think... just made it, I, I've, I enjoyed watching it because of the way people were playing. It's just, as soon as prizes are involved, Weekend league, etc. Even draft sometimes, yeah. people revert to the easy way out rather than trying to actually attack. I think part of um, changing the meta would be rewarding manual defense more because in the last few weeks, especially I don't know about you guys, but the amount of tackles I've, and interceptions I've made that didn't result in me winning possession back is outrageous, and that just encourages people to not even try. If you get what I mean. Mm-hmm. So that yeah, that no, needs I know to be a bit mean, stronger yeah, no. as well. So, so people play actively themselves and, and don't just rely on, on the CPU to do everything for them. And there was one more thing I wanted to say. Um, oh, yeah, the second man press. Just 
I do. I never want to see the AI tackle by itself. Even if I run into an AI player, I should keep the ball. It's stupid from me, but fuck this guy for not controlling his defender. That's his fault. So I think so that's a bit the, balanced there, but yeah, I do know. What you, I do overall know yeah. what you mean because that's the one we're talking about where you control the center back or you control CDM, and then you end up passing or running into a center back, and then the guy hasn't even yeah, controlled the, him, but he comes away with the ball. The AI should never tackle by itself. I never want to see this happen. Mm-hmm. If I want to make a tackle, I have to control the player. And it's the same thing with the blocks as well. If the, if the AI is obviously standing there and somebody shoots it, right at them, hits I, them yeah. I, I, don't, I don't want them to just disintegrate and disappear into thin air <laughs> or something. But don't go flying across the box at the speed of light like fucking Superman to stick a leg out and, and block the shot with your back heel or something. I don't want to see that either. There needs to be a manual block button as well. Like you, you press B to tackle and all that stuff, and they go into that animation, or you can manually slide to to block it. Mm-hmm. But if I if I don't do that and I just stand there, they they should not try to lunge to block it. In my opinion, it it needs to be done by the by the defender. Yeah, I mean, how good does a manual block actually feel when you slide to block something? It actually oh, feels it's amazing. Ama- it's incredible. <laughs> yeah. It's the best. So like, yeah. imagine if that was like the only way you could block something, and goal scoring would be higher. People would be more excited to attack because i mean that's another thing too i saw your tweet felix that you've your finishing has been changed and and that just like yeah exactly that's just triggering because like you break down a defense like this and now you can't even score on top of it so if you had to manually block everything there'd just be more probably more goals so even if someone's playing defensive you can still kind of score nothing's worse than breaking down someone who's on drop back and then hitting the post Guys, the top executives of the world in, in in real sports, I'm saying, have have realized that high scoring games are attracting fans, right? Mm-hmm. Like we yeah. saw this in American football. We've seen this in in the NBA. The, the every more, sport, yeah. Yes, NHL every, NHL got their goal, made their goals bigger, so the goalies saved. Exactly, less. people are realizing that they want more points on the board or goals or uh, scoring. So. They've made it like in the NBA because that's what I watch mainly. You'll see like you can't hand check people. You can't do all these things to stop a stop a uh, offensive player or else they'll call a foul mm-hmm. if even like blow on them. So my point by this is I don't know why EA went the opposite route of making it impossible to score goals on a video game. Yeah. You, you see what I'm saying? Like it, you know what people are, enjo- are they enjoy about FIFA. They enjoy being able to like chain skill moves together obviously not op skill moves they enjoy scoring goals they enjoy playing an attacking play style but they've promoted for the past two years this like defensive boring stale uh play and that's not what people want man i don't care if a game ends 8-0 it's a video game or 8-4 yeah. you know what i'm yeah, saying you don't, you don't want goals like fifa 19 where they're unrealistic goals but you want to right. be able to score that many goals essentially right like the the yeah. the, the goals that felix probably missed were probably they should have gone in, but they're hitting the post. Like those, there's no consistency in, in scoring anymore in FIFA. Exactly. Yeah. There's no yeah. consistency because I mean, everyone's reverted to just going to the well. At least everyone I talked to in the way I play to going to the byline and trying to sweat it. Yep. You cannot miss the goal because you are standing in there with the player. It's an empty net. That, yep. That and the pass is so overpowered from the byline to the uh, yeah to the RBA middle. or RBX. yeah. It's it's you can't intercept it for whatever, especially if you do the double tap A. If you guys yep. have seen Zelonius, I, I don't know if he did a tutorial on it. Um, I, you, I, I invented this, Joey. How oh, you did. dare you mention Zelonius? <laughs> Sorry, I thought it was him. I didn't know it was you. <laughs> no, no, I didn't know it was you. I, I don't I, know. He, he might have discovered it by himself. Like I'm, I'm, I'm not saying 
he stole it or whatever. That's that's not the case. The double tap, eh? Yeah, um, that's like open. I've been doing, I, it a ton I've been this doing weekend. those from from the byline, a, a driven double tap pass back, and it's yeah. so strong. It's so strong, it's almost impossible to intercept the pass. But my point is, is like that's the only like one consistent way. But the problem is like your opponent can get one off chance, like a terrible, terrible chance, and it goes in. Um, let's just say like I don't know, Conte on the edge of the box with his weak foot just bangs it into the top net, and then you go with uh I don't know, Lewandowski, let's say, headliner Lewandowski, a sitter, and he just puts it wide or he hits it off the post. It just doesn't, there's no consistency in mm-hmm. that. So hopefully, man, um, I know we're going to start talking about team of the season, but like all of this stuff, it, it, it doesn't matter how many cards they bring out with all these finishing stats if there's no consistency in finishing. Yeah, I think that's where the game being more fun too. Like you said, like if, if, if we were finishing some of these chances, it's not like we're scoring unrealistic goals. It's not like it's FIFA 19 again where you're hitting volleys from deep. It's we're just trying to score goals like that are auto blocked or hitting the post. The amount of times, I mean, there's something else that came up on stream. We can talk about when we get to the, maybe the Premier League thoughts because it can't happen this weekend. But let's go. But now it's now we've moved up from two weekends ago. Let's sort our brains out now. Last weekend, so it was the first weekend league of team of the season. Of course, it was team uh, community in EFL. So not too hype. I know obviously Calvin Phillips is on the line, um, and you had Joe Gomez and maybe Felipe Anderson or Zaha. So it wasn't like it wasn't the big team of seasons, but this was the first weekend we were going to see what how sweaty weekend league could really get. I know a lot of people returning to playing FIFA that weren't playing FIFA maybe or weekend league over the past few months. How did weekend league go for you, Joey? Did you play? I know you said you played late this week. Did you play last week as well? Yep, I played up to gold. I went eighteen and one or something. I only lost one game, but I I used a cheap. When I say cheap, I, I think it was probably around 1.6 million, roughly. Um, I loved my team, by the way, but I, I, I played with uh, a few Team of the Season players. I played with that. I have never actually seen him in real life, but Mateus Pereira, is that his name? Mm-hmm. I don't know if I'm pr- pronouncing it correctly, but he is incredible. And the one thing that really I caught off my opponents off guard is he's he's a strong left foot, but nobody knows of him. So they don't know which foot to cover. So they kept covering his right foot, and I would just drag back um, and and put it on his left and just score bangers. He, his goal ratio was incredible. He's he's an absolutely insane card if people don't know that he's a uh, left footer because as soon as they do, then uh, you're kind of screwed. But nobody knows. Like Nobody knows what, what's his strong foot. So I used him. Diego Godin. Now that is an incredible card with a shadow on it as well. One of my favorite center backs I've used this year. And I used um, Bentancur. He's not really that good. He's kind of clunky, but I got him cheap. I think I got him for sixty-seven thousand. He was way cheaper than I thought he'd be because I know wasn't it? Is it last year? Thousand. Yeah. His FFS was really good last year when it came out. Was it last year? Yeah, yeah. It was. Yeah, it was last year. It was like a few hundred thousand coins. But his team of the season card, I was shocked too. I was like, man, sixty-seven thousand coins. I'll take that in a heartbeat. Godin, I think, was only about a hundred thousand. Yeah, I have. I got him out of. I got him yeah, out of the guarantee. I no, not the guarantee. I got him for untradeable, though. I was kind of shocked at how cheap these were. And granted, like they're harder to link because of their nationality. Um, his stats are not that bad. I mean, 75 pace, 95 defending with a shadow. He's definitely more than capable of, of you know, staying, staying on par with the top strikers of the game, I would say. Um, I don't think I'd get, I've gotten burned that much. Uh, as long as I've paired him up with Luis Felipe, 
uh, the future Futsar who's got 86 pace. So that definitely helps. You know, both my center backs aren't super slow, even though I think 75 pace is, is fine. Um, but yeah, those are the three team of the season players I've used so far. And then I had the foot birthday, Douglas Costa and the Lozano foot birthday, Lozano on, on the left mid and right mid. I do want to say something that I completely forgot though. So remember our last pot, I was saying how bad Douglas Costa was and how bad St. Maximum was. Mm -hmm. So here's, here's the kicker. I switched over to paperless billing for Comcast and I for completely forgot to pay my bill, believe it or not. So for, for two months, I had not paid my internet bill. Now, here's the thing. Um, I don't know where this is going, but I like it. Well, here's the thing. So normally, if you don't pay your internet bill, they... Yeah, hold on. Yeah, because I've always had... I know I'm old school. I've always had a bill come in the mail. I switched to paperless billing, and I completely forgot. So anyway, um, normally... You know, they would cut off your internet if you don't pay the bill, right? So, in my mm -hmm. eyes, I completely forgot. I'm like, oh, it's taken care of. What they did, Comcast did, is because of this whole COVID thing, they've just been throttling your connection, meaning they're cutting off how many megabit download that you have. So, I pay for a gig, I was only getting 20 megabytes. And I'm playing Super FIFA. Like <laughs> no, dude, it, it, was, it was bad. I mean, Felix, it was bad. I was playing FIFA. I'm like, holy crap, I can't do anything. And this was for over a month, guys. So I was playing FIFA with the worst delay, the worst, like everything super, super slow, couldn't switch players, um, couldn't turn, couldn't dribble with no matter any player I'd use. I thought I was like, dude, either I got really, really crappy at FIFA, like I can't play anymore, or the servers are terrible. And I was like, dude, this, this stinks. How am I even winning these games? Like it was so, so bad. So eventually I was like, man, let me reset my router. Um, this is this is just last week. I was like, let me re reset my, my router. Then I went to speed test and I continued to see 29. I'm like, what is going on? How is our internet so bad? So I was go to call Comcast. It was like three in the morning at this point. I go to call Comcast and I see like your bills overdue. And then I read the uh, warning. I was like, holy crap, no wonder. So I, I ended up paying the bill. The next morning I played FIFA and it, it's... A brand new experience. Oh my goodness. The amount of people that play on a terrible connection, I know now what they mean with delay. Like if that's what you guys feel, God bless you for playing this game. Because if you have bad connection, I'm saying your personal not connection to the servers, your personal connection, like your personal plan on, on, on internet, I feel bad for those people, dude. So imagine the lag compensation when you connect to someone in a South American country who... I don't know what kind of internet they have there, but that's why we were complaining about delay all the time is we're connecting to these people who may not have good internet and there's lag compensation. So both of you now have some sort of delay rather than one of you having some sort of delay. And it was terrible, but I'm going back to saying I'm, the reason why I'm telling you guys all this is all the players I said were trash are absolutely incredible. <laughs> like Douglas Costa now is so, so good on the ball and I'm actually able to do stuff with them. Whereas before they felt, Every player I used felt like trash. That's why I was like, say, Maxim, crap. Douglas Costa, crap. Like, I was just calling everything crap. I was like, this this whole birthday team is garbage. I don't know how people are saying they're good. <laughs> but it's just crazy how much connection makes a difference. Um, your own personal connection, how good players can feel. It, it's night and day, man. Night and freaking day. Um, yeah, especially certain players like um, a St. Maxim. On the, topic, on the topic of internet speed, when I'm at home, like... And I don't stream that every other weekend, you know. I play on Wi-Fi, six megabit download to upload. I got top one hundred on that connection. I just want that to be known. How much download? Six. 
How? <laughs> I, I'll tell you th- something, though. When I'm at my dad's place, I play on, like, 60 down and 20 up or something, which is uh-huh. okay. It's not amazing, but it's okay. Same gameplay. Literally the same. The only difference I get is speed of lags when I'm on Wi-Fi. But that's down to it just being Wi-Fi, not to the speed. So I got a question. How many people are on different devices? So when you... so. With me, I had 20, but it was spread about spread out. That 20 meg is spread out through like 15 devices. So my Xbox was probably getting like two. You know what I'm saying? Devices in in that one house. What the fuck? Yeah, you got TVs that are are set up on it. You've got mm-hmm. cell phones, laptops, computers. I mean, there's a bunch of device. Like everything's smart. This smart that now. Yeah, I would say there. I have at least yeah, well, 15. Over here, we're, let's assume worst case scenario, my brother is home as well. N- not that that's a bad thing necessarily, but in terms of the internet, you know what I mean? Um, there's my laptop, my phone, his phone, his laptop, my mom's phone, my See, mom's boyfriend's phone, up. both their laptops. That's like eight devices and then the Xbox. So nine devices at the worst of time. But most of the time, none of these are, are used at the same time all the time. So usually we've got like my laptop is on, my Xbox is on, my brother's on his laptop, my mum's on, on her laptop. That's about it. Like the, the phone's just lying there doing nothing. So that doesn't right. really make a difference. Mm-hmm. When, when it, everyone is on. And there's some, there's something though, in the I background because my phone's always on. I don't play. Well, it is, it is on. But yeah. when I'm not using it and doing stuff on the internet, it's obviously not u- using that much bandwidth. Yeah, yeah, it's less. But yeah, yeah well, when, when, that... people are, when people are watching Netflix and all that stuff, I can't play. It's just not a thing. The, the amount of lag I get is unbelievable. But uh, yeah, that in, in terms of connection. For me, it doesn't make a difference in terms of the actual gameplay, in terms of the responsiveness and all that stuff I'm getting. Um, at least when nobody's on, in terms of like the the speed and wired versus wireless as well. The only difference I feel is the speed of lag. Normally, I on wired connection I get the same shitty gameplay we all get during weekend league. It's mm-hmm. really not that different. Yeah, I don't. I mean, I obviously have pretty decent as well. I, I have just under gigabyte as well. Um, so it's not. I don't notice it too much, but. That is kind of funny, Joey, that you did see that. Because, like, well, maybe Felix, too, for you, it's not like it's between 20 and 500. It's 20 and 10 or 20 and 4 or whatever. It's like, it's not like you're insane. So that's why it's maybe not that much of a difference no matter what you play on. But I wonder, like, how you, how you notice it if you were to play on whatever it is, 200, 300 gigabyte, down, uh, not gigabyte, uh, 300 megabyte download speeds or something like that, see if it actually make a difference for you. I mean, obviously, there is a huge thing that is the server's fault anyway, so... Yeah, yeah I'd, no, I'd love to try difference. that internet speed though. Must be amazing. Imagine, imagine the speed at which your porn would load. Amazing. <laughs> mm. I mean, that's like, is that the joke though? That doesn't matter for that. Everyone's always like, I literally can't, I can't, I can't even go on Facebook, but I, like my porn downloads full speed. It doesn't matter. I never had yeah, issues I've, there. I've not had any uh, difficulties with that, but that's okay. That. Yeah. Um, but Sorry, no, I know uh, I went off tangent, but I was just I, I wanted to share my experience um, that those players I used before were just night and day with just the connection difference. And um, yeah, so that's that's the only team of the season players I used. I, I, I do like the yeah, Douglas Costa, though, that you mentioned. He He's clean on the ball. He, his shooting is a bit of a letdown. But the, the St. Maximan, I thought he was really, really good in every single area except for his touches. Sometimes he just takes a super big touch and I don't know what it is about him, man bit frustrating but yeah good cards i think 
Yeah, Team I want to. That Costa, or that sorry, not the uh, Costa, the Godin. I I loved FIFA 16 Team of Season Godin so much, and then we obviously got him untradeable in this count, but I haven't used um him yet. He's just been sitting there chilling. But I have a few other Casemiro. We packed out the guaranteed one. Uh, he looks a Same. little better. So I feel like a lot of people got Casemiro out of that, which is crazy. Which is a good a good one to get out of it, but. Yeah, I was, I was happy because yeah. I'm never going to yeah. use him, but he's going straight into the... And he was double the price of the XBC, SBC, basically. Is so oh, uh, cool. It was like, this is like 40k, and he was 80, 80 at the time when I packed him. So <laughs> Not not insane, but you know, good value for that. Um, but yeah, so I haven't really used any of the team of the seasons from there. Um, this weekend, I did use one. A couple in drafts. Joe Gomez was really good. He's someone I want in my main team as well, and I'm kind of gutted I didn't buy him. Because he was a million, and then he didn't make the Premier League team of the season. And now he's like one point four or something. Damn! That was people. That, that, I could have told you that. I mean, I, I, it, it's clear to see that they're not putting people in both. Yeah, yeah. I, I fully expected him to not be in there, but yeah. I wanted the foot birthday in Mbappe first, so yeah. I decided not to buy Gomez. He, he went four hundred k since. Yeah. Well, it is what it is. I've tried uh, Busquets as well, and except for his his pace, which is kind of shocking, he's actually good. I enjoy yeah, it. He's against really them. clean on the ball. His passing is nice. His that defending is very nice. Makes it every year. Every yeah. freaking year he's in the community and no one ever uses him. <laughs> so yeah, this, I, I actually came up against him twice. Well, I came up against him red once and then blue once this this weekend. So I guess I'm I'm kind of skipping ahead to this weekend just to talk about last weekend players. But he, he was decent. I mean, he was there. He wasn't like anything insane. But I, he also didn't feel that slow when I came up against him. Uh, one person I did come up against that was pretty bad and heard he was bad from... Uh, other people before that, anyways, was PK. Um, the team of season PK. Mm. I thought, what well, did he right have? Like another card? He had another card sometime. The scream. The scream. Was it the scream? The, but it was actually good when it came out. That people like yeah. actually liked it. But yeah. so I thought the team of season might actually be good. But it, he's not. He feels real slow, real bulky, and not, not very good at all. And I, he was very easy to get by. I did get Felipe Anderson red from from last weekend. Oh, so that's nice. I've, yeah, it's good. I've I've not used him though, so. He I should be a good super sub for you, no? I, I prefer to sub on Kent, honestly, yeah, because his finishing figure. is better and he's got a five-star weak foot. Mm. Crazy as that is, there's an eight rating difference between the two of them, I think. And I that's still that's crazy. Kent. I actually have a question for you guys. Why did De Bruyne get a, a 99? That was going to be something I brought up with the team, the Premier League team this season, was the boost that some of them got. It's all over the place with the boost. Why did Leno he's, have he's an 86 and only get an 88? It's, it's inconsistent in terms yeah. of how much they've been boosted by and whether they've been boosted above their team of the years or not. But generally, I'm not fussed about them being higher rated than the team of the years. A lot of people have been complaining. I actually like it, man. The more juiced up cards we have, the better, I think. Not that it makes a difference between a 98 and a 99 rated card in that sense. Mm-hmm. But I don't no, mind. No, no, no. Yeah, but I, I'm, I'm just curious to what, like, is that mean that Mbappe is going to get a 90? What is his team of the year 97? So is, is... it's 98. So is he going to get a 99? Possibly. Hmm. He could. But yeah, it, it makes no sense to me. The only thing that I'm happy about is that probably means Lou is going to get a 99. Yes, that's what I was going to say. I wonder if they're going to have one 99 rated player in the rest of the team of the seasons. I mean, obviously, he's Ronaldo. Gonna a, <laughs> he's going to get a 97 and 99. Dude, if they, it. it's going to be a sh- if they give him If they don't give him a 99, it's going to be the biggest shaft because he's had probably, in terms of a FIFA standpoint, he's had what one of the most informs for a striker this year yeah yes. he's had like three i believe yeah there's no if he doesn't get a 99 it's a shame yeah, if, if the boy gets 90 a 99 and Lewandowski doesn't it's a it's it's 
BS. You might, see, you might BS. see me done with FIFA for the rest of the year. It's BS. Like he needs a 99 card. FIFA uh, EA needs to give him a 99 card. Hands I, down. I, I, I don't agree, care. By the way, I think he deserves it. Yeah, yeah. team year nominee 90, inform 90, Bundesliga Player of the Month 90, second inform 91, team of the tournament, uh, Champions League uh, for the group stage or whatever 92, third inform. 93 team of the week moments 94 which doesn't really count i guess because it's from prior years but yeah, and then, then he's got the headliners 96. which is 96 yeah but yeah if he's going from a 96 he has to go to a 99 if De Bruyne went from whatever he was he in was what was De Bruyne 94 95, i believe it was, was. He in, oh yeah 95 yeah before. his last team of the week was 95 but he had a team of the year that was 98 so i'm wondering if they give him the 99 because of the 98 team of the team of the year Probably because they they've boosted Mane to ninety eight and his team of the year is ninety. Yeah, so you need hardly any difference between the cards though. I do like that they did that as well, but they need they need to give Levin. I don't care. I don't care what they. There's no way in hell that Lewandowski shouldn't have a ninety nine. If they don't give him an eye, it's it's going to be the biggest BS. But speaking of De Bruyne's card, I do like um, the bump in defense. They really bumped up his defense. Granted, it's only one rating from 98 to 99, but his defense went up like defense awareness went up to a 99, mm-hmm. right? His whole defense so, face card is eight. Oh. So I want him and um, Frankie De Jong as my two CMs. Mm. That that's my dream. Like that's that would be my dream FIFA <laughs> center mids. But that's just like six four million right there. I think four or five million right there, just in the midfield. Yeah, De Bruyne's three point one on Xbox. Yeah, so. <laughs> unfortunate but I, in my opinion like the way they'll move and and their uh, ability on the ball as well as to shoot it's going to be probably amazing the next card i want to use is team of the season aguero because i i've i love aguero in real life so my goal is to get him red again i got him red last year so uh, i was gonna ask who who you who you guys want as your red picks like if you could choose out of all of them who would you pick red that's tough that's so tough because like <laughs> obviously like aguero. my head's like van dyke Van Dyke and De Bruyne because of the two best, but then like realistically, I could fit Aguero into the team very easily, and I need a striker. So like he he ticks all the boxes because I he strong links to Zanetti that I have already, and soft links to Ozil who I already use in the squad. So like getting him on chem would be no issues at all. I, I already have I already have the team ready, and everyone's on full chem with it. And I need a striker desperately because I've been using team this season theorem just to try him out. He's awful, obviously, but um. Would, that would be the dream, but then it's like, oh, do I want a bombing because Arsenal and all that stuff, you know, all the stuff like that. But we're gonna get Dean Henderson, so it doesn't really matter. Yeah. <laughs> I was gonna say that. Oh, Dean Henderson, so Yuntru, and like Kovacic. Kovacic is good, but like, yeah, nah. his price is cheap though. What is he? 180k? One, yeah, 180 right yeah. now. You don't think he's good enough? You don't think he's like an end game card? I've heard not I've great not had things. A look at his stats. Uh, let me have a but look. But I haven't tried it. Really? I know. He looks good. He's got. I mean, he's obviously all 80 pluses everywhere. Yeah, um, I don't think he's, he's end game necessarily, but he's a very good card. Really? You don't think he, he could fit in like a. I guess you're right. But I mean, I just feel like his stats are so good. Yeah. End game's different it's for everyone, too. Like, couple, if you're not like top, top tier. A couple of single stats that prevent him from being end game. You can't play him center mid in a more attacking position because of his bad finishing. For a CDM, he'd need a bit more strength, I suppose. Mm hmm. Yeah, he's got the wing body type as well. It's it's a top class card. Don't get me wrong. I just don't think he's up there with the the very best, like you said. I just feel the Cantes for 180k. That's a bargain, in my opinion. Yeah, you can't you can't go wrong with. Especially if you have a prem team, because linking him's a little tough. But he's Croatia. It's not the worst nation. Him and Um, Cante. That'd be a good midfield. Yeah. Yeah. Um. But yeah, there's a few players you wouldn't want. Obviously, like Allison. Even I mean, Allison's a good goalie, but. Um, 
Yeah. Wingbacks are wingbacks. It's like, who cares? So Yunchu. Yeah. Interesting, Mara's got one. He looks like a really decent card as well. If I could choose for, for my for my reds, um, I'd go with Van Dyke, Mane, and then it's between De Bruyne, Mares, or Son. Those those three I like the look of. Yeah, as I say, well, the Van Dyke and Mane would just go into your team and improve the position, right? I used yep. Son. I wasn't a fan. I was really? not a fan of Son. Yeah, I was not a fan of Son. I don't know why, but like he's 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 quick. Like his pace upgrade is definitely noticeable for sure. But I just was not a not. A, I mean, even his dribbling was okay, but I just wasn't a fan of his shooting. Believe it or not, even though he's got phenomenal shooting stats, I just wasn't a fan of it. Man, hmm. people yeah, loved him, man. Everyone, everyone that's used him that I've talked to said he. He's good. I just would. I don't think I'd pay one point five mil for him on Xbox or one point four. I wouldn't. I wouldn't pay even if I got him for free. I don't. I don't know. No, I shouldn't say for free, but as my reward, I would. I don't think I'd fit him on my team. He just doesn't fit on my team for me to even use him. I'd maybe sub him on. I don't know. Um, this is random because I'm just thinking of Aubameyang as an Arsenal fan, and I was like, oh, I wonder if because like I know I don't like Aubameyang's regular card or even yeah. his was the first informer whatever it is this year. Yeah, his 89 as well in form. I used in draft once, and I was like, it just feels he almost feels like a big bulky striker, and he's just not. I mean, six two, but he's pretty thin, and he's got the uh, he's high in average plus body type, but he just feels kind of big, like big and bulky. But I was like, this one has to be better. And I was just on his fuppin page, like looking at it. Um, and he's got like the 99 sprint speed and all that stuff, and, not, and 99 finishing already. Why the hell is Engine his most used uh, chem style? Because of the balance. Yep. But does it, does it give you um, 10 balance? I haven't clicked yep. it. Oh, okay. Because yep. I was like, why wouldn't you just use an sun. artist? Some is, sun is the same thing. Engine's the most used just because of his balance is, is 83. Mm hmm. I was just say why, but I didn't. I didn't really balance for five, was five for artist and ten for engine. That makes sense, because I was like, engine Prefer is such the, a waste for the pace because he already has ninety nine sprint speed and ninety seven acceleration. I think, I think I'd I, prefer uh, the, the shooting boost though. Like I want the shooting boost. Let, let me see. Yeah. What does the shooting boost give you? I'd go with a with a sniper. That's five balance, not the best, but then he's got the ninety nine finishing, which I always want. He already ha he already has it without it. No, he, he's got ninety five. On his on his team, team, team of the oh, season. About, oh, I was on a bombing. Yeah, 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 yeah. I, uh, I was like, "What do you mean, give him a shooting boost?" He, I was like, "If you put a if you put a sniper on a bombing, the only thing he gets is twelve penalties." Nah. <laughs> I, I, I was like, "Yeah, yeah, apologize." Yeah, for Aubameyang, it has to be engine. I, I see. I would still do artist. I think just because the passing and and the dribbling goes to ninety nine. But his short passing is already ninety seven. His yeah, his I guess long you could just do an engine. Yeah, you don't really need. And you yeah, don't engine, really engine is the best for him. For yeah, sure. and, and then you get ninety nine acceleration out of it, which is a little boost <laughs> from ninety seven. I don't See, know how much that does. I don't but... honestly. I don't look at pace as much as I normally would this year, just because of how defensive people play. I honestly I look like... at their pace, and if it's in the nineties, and I look at their um, agility and balance, and it's not in the nineties, I'm like, well, you're slow, anyways. It doesn't matter. Yeah, yeah, that too. But I just I don't I don't if someone's ninety nine at pace, it just doesn't. If they're playing striker, if they're playing central, it doesn't. I don't care about their their pace. I only care about pace in the uh, out wide for me, so that they can outpace the freaking crazy left back and right backs they have out right now. Personally, it, it, but, it yeah. depends on the, on the card. Uh, yeah. Sometimes I, I need the also body type needs to, needs to be like. I don't think it should have as much uh, of a factor in how they perform in game as it does. Like Sun is is lean, so he's probably going to just be dribbling better than a Bumiang, even though they've got similar dribbling stats, I believe. Mm -hmm. um, 
I get like height if they want to play. I don't even know, man. Like, I guess you shouldn't be able to turn as quick as someone who's smaller. I don't know, but I just feel like body type is just too big of a factor and how clunky something feels in game. They yeah, and it doesn't really. It's there's too many. I know they they have some custom body types, like we were talking about it on stream the other day. Someone was in there. We were going through kind of all the players that had custom body types that aren't like in the box. But like Abomining's got the high and average plus, so he's fit into a box essentially. And he can only he's stuck in that box because you don't change a body type. But just like they need to better play. Like overall, I think if you were to just make a very standard game, yes, smaller players probably turn faster than bigger players. But like Abomining is one of the fastest people and like has good dribbling, like in real life, and he can turn pretty fast. Like it's not like he's he doesn't play like another six foot two striker that might might be more bulky and turn. It's just there's there's too many boxes that they put players into that uh, can make him unusable. I mean, he's still one point seven five million coins and he's more expensive than Mane, so I don't know. Maybe he is usable, yeah. but do you think there's gonna ever be a day where they're gonna have the motion capturing of the majority of players? Because that would be great. Because like for example, CR seven has his own. Um, animations i don't know yep. if Messi does i'm sure he does Matt, i'm sure yeah. has them, yeah. i'm just i mean doesn't if... even even uh r9 have them not like motions in game but he has his own body type i don't know, oh, he I don't know. yeah he, he has the r9 body type i don't know what that is is that just being like thick, sterling, thick and fast sterling like runs like sterling obviously in yeah. in game yeah he does he got um, the fairy <laughs> yeah <laughs> yeah every, every pro club player has that on their pro <laughs> this is so weird yeah <laughs> But yeah, no, I can see what you mean. And well, I guess it wouldn't be that hard because they just start, they basically just started doing like full, full like that now. I mean, now with everything in lockdown, if they are working on FIFA 21, that was one of the questions we did get too. is, is there still been no word on FIFA 21 and no advertisements or anything like that? The only thing we've gotten close to with an advertisement is that Google Stadia or whatever it is, is it Google, um, is getting EA games. But no, no, that's not confirmed if that's going to be like a reskinned FIFA 20 or, or actually FIFA 21. Um, that's is the there, thing we've gotten to an ad, but when when did they usually announce this? Though? When's EA Play? Is in the summer? Yeah, it's over the summer. I remember so it was that's really the nice first out. look usually at the next game, right? It's yeah. EA Play, so it would be that. It would be have to be in in July or something. April. Oh, available. EA, EA Play, April twentieth was. Um, oh, that's when it was. Last that, that was when the tickets went on sale. Oh, oh okay. artic- that was articles for FIFA EA Play well, twenty seventeen. Obviously, they're not. I don't know if they've announced twenty twenty. Yeah, they yeah. haven't even announced 20. It's June 8th and 9th every year that weekend. Okay, so then so that's the second the weekend in June. Month, so we'll get, we should be getting some type of information by next month. If we don't, that means they're going to be delayed. Well, that's, that could, but that could also, the, the event could, the whole event could be delayed as well, too. I think um, it'll be canceled. It'll be an online only event. I don't think yeah. it will come there. Yeah, because yeah. my, my state officially has canceled everything through the end of May now. And I swear, if that freaking Sam Rivera guy comes on and gives me all these buzzwords and BS that he did every year, he'll come on. He'll give, oh, we've in, we've we've improved this, we've done this, we've done this. Then you play the game, and it's nothing like he's mentioned. <laughs> every year he does the same thing. He'll be like, oh, we've improved, blah blah blah. We've done this and that. We've we've taken this. We've taken the input, dude. Nothing he says is is like true. So he needs. What, what do you expect him to do, though? Do you think he's? Gonna I don't know. Stand there I, and mean, say, I, like, I can't be asked. This is the same shit. Just give us your money. <laughs> that would <laughs> be pretty funny if he just said do? that. I mean, obviously, I expect him to promote his game. That's that's clear. But he can't. I, I think there's too much fluff in what he says. Like it's it's too much. Like you can't. Every year, dude, the guy comes on and and literally says they've done X, Y, and Z, but they haven't. Like every year, he says. Like what he says is great. You leave 
after he after you watch his interviews, you leave thinking, man, FIFA X, Y, and Z, FIFA 22, 21, whatever it's we're going to be watching in the future. You leave thinking that game is going to be flawless um, just because of how they hype it up. And then you get it. And there's the, all these problems that have been from year after year that have never been fixed. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I, I mean, yeah, you're right. Like, what do I expect them to do? I'm, yeah, I, I mean, like, to do that. But it's just like, come on, dude. How many years are you going to go on and essentially say you've done this, but it's just not happening? Like, that's just not true. This is why I never lose exactly. Vince, man. I don't because yes. I, 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 in the end of the day, I, I read up on what. Yes, yeah, because the features like are better. The features are fun to, to see, like with different games. I care about more of the other games, anyways, more than FIFA because you kind of know what you're going to get with FIFA. It hasn't changed much, but and they haven't. Have they given? Well, Volta, I guess, was their big announcement this year. Which again, it's so funny to see the tweets like everyone trying to load up Volta and they're still on like the pick your character screen. <laughs> they put too much emphasis on Volta. I think honestly, they should just scrap. Stop adding new shit every year and just focus on making every single game mode. Yeah, like, it, honestly, people, yeah. it would you could just call career mode something new, like call career mode like 2.0 or something like that, and that'd be enough as long as you worked on it. That's what I'm people saying. People like, like the three modes. People like yeah. the three modes. That's it. People need the, just, you don't need more modes in FIFA. Exactly. Exactly. Don't introduce new stuff that you have to hire people and use resources for. And and because Ultimate Team is too big that you're never going to be able to draw people away from it. They tried making Volta, but look, everyone's just like, nah, I want to play Ultimate Team. Mm-hmm. Like, just focus on making Ultimate Team the best it can be. Focus on making head to head the best it can be, and focus on making career mode the best it can be. That's it. You don't need yeah. to or, like. If you want to release uh, like FIFA Street or whatever as a downloadable uh, content, go ahead. You know, just do it a small time. Don't make a whole mode and like a story mode involved with it and this, that, and the other. You can put like co-op. Yeah, they spend money on all the actors for it. Yeah, there's, it's not not worth it. It flopped. It was one of the yeah. biggest flopped introductions. Just just focus on Ultimate Team. I'd love to see co-op on Ultimate Team. Yeah, dude. There's please, please also focus on pro clubs because I actually love pro yeah, clubs. exactly pro clubs as well. Like make make all of these modes that have been ignored. You know, if you don't you don't need to focus on Volta when your other modes have been ignored for like three years now. Mm-hmm. You know, pro clubs hasn't gotten anything new. Career mode hasn't gotten anything new. Ultimate team even really hasn't gotten anything new, guys. Like it's the same crap for the past ten years. There's nothing new other than weekend league that they introduced three years ago. Most of the other stuff is like it's the same thing. It's division rivals, draft, and weekend league. That's it. Like you guys, can, they can do so much with the mode. It's just they—they're not doing anything with it. It's just crazy. So quickly, sorry to cut in there, but with one thing, I've been watching. Sidemen have been doing a lot of videos, um, because of the quarantine stuff like that. And then also, if you didn't know, Zerka and even now, Rhoda Shaw have actually been has actually been streaming. All he's only been doing pack openings on YouTube, but uh, Zerka and Simon have have been streaming a shit ton um of fifa like actually playing weekend league and stuff like that and everything um but they were doing this video and it was just like uh basically a true what they they would answer a question there'd be like one side or not um and then they'd all put up on the whiteboard and and whether they agreed with this side or this side and the question was esports is entertaining to watch and they were going back and forth and i think josh which is erica simon jj all said no that it wasn't fun to watch and because they all were thinking of fifa because even I think I think well Bazinga plays FIFA as well, and he's like he even said at one point it's like if you guys are thinking of FIFA, like try to think of other games as well because they were all thinking like COD is super fun to watch, and they all the everyone who put no put no because of FIFA, and then JJ all of a sudden's like wait why the hell don't they do put pro clubs as their pro esport? 
it, to have someone who has no real clue in the scene, he hasn't been in the scene for years, and has he's been out of the scene since esports really started in FIFA, to make that comment that we all are thinking as well, like, uh, Pro Clubs is just way more fun. It would it would just do way better in, in the esports scene. It's just it's just crazy. And I, when I was I was like flabbergasted watching it because they all hated watching, but they all loved watching COD esports. So it's not like they just hated esports altogether, and they just like only wanted the fun side of it. They actually like esports. They just hate FIFA with a passion. <laughs> That's pretty sad to be honest. Yeah, and then JJ is just like, why not pro clubs? And then because they actually been playing a lot of pro clubs too. They've been posting pro clubs mm, on yes. their second channel. So and they actually, I mean, it's a blast that they they play it like the way we do. Like you just have fun with friends. It's like. That's the best part about it. It's not really who cares what goes on in the game. Like winning yeah. or losing isn't doesn't. Do, I think because like is. FUT is one hundred percent winning or losing determines your happiness with the game, and servers obviously. But like there are some games you can win and still be upset. Um, but pro, winning and losing does not matter until you get to the higher divisions. I think uh, with pro clubs, I think one of the biggest things they've they haven't committed to it is because of the logistics of of getting all the players like over, but. They should just. They could move it to online. Granted, I know like servers or whatever, but it's much easier to get a full team of players um, together online over you know flying them out to a certain facility. I mean, speaking of COD esports, they're still going. They're still doing their tournaments. Yeah, you because they do the CD, the CDL, the COD League. Um, yeah. they do we, they would do weekend tournaments. I think once or twice a month, essentially. And, oh, and you get and you get the standings. You get the points. Whoever wins that tournament that week gets more points in the standings, and you basically treat it like a a league. And then there's playoffs at the end of the year, but there's there's no and they've been running pretty smoothly from everything I've seen. The streams have gone really well. I mean that's a that's a company that puts a lot of money into their esport. I guess EA technically does put a lot of money into it, not to the players, but to like the broadcast as a whole. And they had they broadcasted the Prem tournament, the E Prem tournament with all the players, and then the other stay at, stay and play tournament or whatever. And those went smoothly. How can you not? Why can't we not get a pro club tournament? I mean, hashtag United put on a pro club tournament. That went really well. It was YouTube videos over a stream, I believe. Not, I don't know if they were streamed. I only watched the YouTube video. But that went down pretty smoothly, and, and it seemed to go pretty well for everyone, and everyone enjoyed it. And they had some good turnouts. They had pro players um, in it. They had, like I think, Hashtag Harry played. And then they had like regular of their actual like team play. Um, and then they had Caesar Azpilicueta was in it. Um, so that was cool. And So I don't know. I feel like pro clubs would work online. Because it's not, it's I don't know. The connection seemed better pro clubs for me. Like I, I, I know there's it's just FIFA legs, but because of the massive players you'd need if you want to do it eleven v eleven, you'd have to do it like five aside and then one guy controlling the any or something. Yes, yeah, there would never be eleven v eleven. I don't think that'll I, that'd be fun to watch. Like when uh, it is the one Air of the best teams did it. to play as well. If you're yes. if you're actually playing just from an esports perspective, that's a bit difficult. I don't know. Have you? I seen, mean, I, I've I've watched some VFL stuff too. It's competitive still. Yeah, but you have to you have to pay those. You have to broadcast everything, and it, it would be tough for the commentators as well to stay on top of who's controlling which player and all that stuff. If that makes sense. It, I think it's it's not impossible. It's just very difficult to execute the eleven v eleven esports kind of thing because you have to think of the esports teams as well. They'd have to sign eleven players and pay them and all that stuff. Yeah, no, definitely. That's what I think. That's always been the thing is that obviously the teams. The, some some teams are like not even seeing the worth um, in having one or two players on, uh, assigned to them. So obviously having five, I think five is probably probably what most people that are in the pro clubs community say is the good um, the good amount to that that would be a successful esport essentially. 
So having five players would obviously be tough. I mean, it could be a thing where you do... It's it's tough, but if they want to keep pushing ultimate team as well and have both, you have hashtag United has three players right now, so they signed two more. They are also so now they compete in foot tournaments and pro clubs. So you're kind of a dual pro player in that sense. That may be the way that may be the, how they transition it. Um, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know how it can continue to be successful because they're not paying the players aren't making enough anyways from foot. They're making more in these foot that foothead tournament for twenty five hundred. They're doing that every week. Those players are making more in that. Than they are their entire season for FIFA. Honestly, EA should just team up with with one of the you know Footwits Foothead or whatever, and just help them sponsor these tourneys. I mean, yeah. if they're if Footed's paying out of pocket, it's a very nice gesture for them. Obviously, if they have to they're put, sponsors, but they're sponsors. Yes, yeah, sure, but I mean, you can do that on a regular basis. I remember, um, this is a while ago for World of Warcraft. Uh, one of my good friends who was really, really big in the scene at the time, he used to play in the Blizzard tourneys, BlizzCon tourneys. He actually started the first online-based tournament, um, three-on-three. Obviously, WoW is much different, but he he became he drew in so many viewers that there were so many sponsors coming to him to uh, to end up like running a weekly tournament. And then Blizzard was going to ending up just hiring him as his like tournament coordinator for online tournaments. But my my point in all this is like you can definitely run online tournaments uh once a month once a week whatever it is and have these pros make a little bit more money and the viewership i think would be a lot better i think there's not enough tournaments to be honest with you in in fifa and they're too big you know they're Mm -hmm. four or five hour tournaments i think getting like it's just how do you pick who's in how like yeah I think EA can definitely do a lot more, man, with with the, the with the esports scene and and getting more online tournaments. It doesn't have to all be in, in LAN. It really um, doesn't. What was I gonna say? There was something else. It wasn't FIFA? Um, I was watching another esport. What was it? Why can't I think of it right now? Warzone? No. There was a there was a competition going on, and they had your dedicated teams. So like hashtag, we'll say for FIFA hashtag United and stuff like that. Because obviously the way the COD League works is you have to be a team. So it's like teams that pay, which is why 100 Thieves dropped out. Because you had to be a pay to be a team to be part of it or something like that. So I don't, EA can't move to that because the some of the hype is is finding these underrated players. Like, like a text who comes out of nowhere and it's not signed to anyone. So there's, I like the way that works. But you could have more tournaments where you have these dedicated teams. So you have your hashtags, your, um, well, I can't think of any FIFA teams. Because I don't watch esports, but. Whatever you have, all your like legit teams, and then you, but then you have these qualification tournaments for people to to get in. You have certain spots, say, almost like a NCA tournament, where you have your last four spots or whatever, and those go to play in teams, and they have to play to earn their spot. And I think that would work. So you have like you guaranteed players every tournament that are going to be in it, and that's how you build your player recognition. Um, like F- FIFA and uh, FIFA, Jesus Felix. I know you like hashtag Harry or whatever, and he's excited to watch in the tournaments. So now you get. A personality there obviously we kurt's another story but like he was at least a personality that would draw people to watching so if you had these dedicated players that are playing in every tournament regardless of how they're doing if you're getting their personality every tournament i feel like i know nothing about any of the esports players in fifa and cod you watch one tournament and they have interviews they have broadcast like they they cut to like them at their house and stuff like that like how they got into cod and everything and they have all these background stories on all their players i know it's because obviously they have dedicated players every tournament but I, EA needs to tell us more about the players. I don't care about the broadcasters and what they're saying. 
they they've had in a couple of tournaments they have they've had these sections where they introduce the players and, and talk to them and had a little film sequence with them and all that stuff we need more of that as well yeah but part of the problem why we don't see enough personalities as well is well i, I don't want to say it's only because of that because probably a lot of them are just introverts or whatever and, and not the kind of guys to go screaming and shouting and causing drama and stuff like kurt does but EA is, is, has put this eSport in a place where people are scared to speak because they're afraid they'll get banned for whatever. I mm-hmm. think they just need to relax a little bit there. Obviously, you can't have you can't have people racially abused or be homophobic and all that stuff. That's not okay. But if somebody insults a fellow competitor over an online game or whatever, who gives a shit? Honestly, man, who cares? Let the let his team or organization decide what they're going to do with that. If if he calls like Kurt did, he calls another competitor a son of a bitch. Like, and the guy just goes and cries and complains to EA and wants to get him banned. What's what the hell is that? Mm-hmm. Why would you care what he calls you? That's his problem, not yours. I just I just think people are a bit too sensitive and and all that stuff. But that's a completely different story. We we need more characters, and for that to happen, we just need to chill on on the bands with stuff like this. So, yeah, that, that's just my opinion. But, you know, maybe you agree, maybe you disagree with that. No, I, I think I do. Because, I mean, there obviously there's levels and it's way too complicated to, to say quickly and, and what EA should do. And, and they still they still are working on it. I mean, they've, they've tried to be more transparent with bands, which is at least a, a step in the right direction on why people are getting banned and all that stuff. Um, but, yeah, no, there needs to be trash talking in a way. Obviously, there has to be limits and stuff like that and what you say, but, like, trash talking is good. Um, actually, maybe not the most recent COD tournament that I was watching, but one before. There was, like, some back and forth on Twitter before the tournament. Uh, obviously, like, again, I think it works in the sense for COD because it's the same players going against each other every week. So, like, they build up this chemistry with each other. They know each other. They, I mean, they play online and all this stuff. So they build up this, like, head-to-head and so going to the tournament, there was some trash talk on Twitter about who was going to win. It was it was clean trash talk. It was it was your jokes. It was your typical trash talking jokes. And then when they played, one team won, and they played kind of next to each other in a way. They play in like two booths, and then they're obviously all five monitors or whatever. So he, he when he won, he stood up and just stared the guy down that he was trash talking with and stuff like that. And like that just adds so much more hype, especially if you know that's going on in the background. But we know nothing about these players. They're forced to stay quiet on Twitter and stuff like that about each other. They're not even allowed to do anything like that. Like we just, there's no personality in the players, and even if they're introverts, it doesn't matter. We don't need them to be all yeah. like Kurt or Harry and be like very loud and talking. Even Tex, like he's he's relatively introverted, but he's still kind of exciting to watch. Well, he does. Even though he he's quiet, uh, word out his opinion. He doesn't like put himself in in the spotlight in that sense. Yeah, but, but he's you know, not when, like when Harry. He's, he's like dancing interview. and jumping around. No, but I I like the way he he acts in interviews, but. There is a lot of people who you feel like they're not themselves and they're kind of a bit shy and, and scared, maybe. Yeah. There's the people like Harry, like hashtag Tom as well, like Tex, where you just feel when they're in front of the camera and they're being interviewed, they're just natural. And I love that. That's yeah. what we need more of as well. Just be yourself, guys. No matter who you are, like people are going to judge you anyway. So yeah. What's That's something with even the shy people. If you know more about their history with FIFA and how long they've been playing, where they live, how old they are and stuff like that, yeah. like what their upbringing, not like what their upbringing was. I don't need to know their whole life story, but like kind of just knowing a little bit more about them and who they are as a person, even if they're shy, makes it that much more fun to root for them. Especially if you have something in common with them, like yeah. what are their interests outside of, what do they do outside of FIFA? Like, obviously you don't, I, as much as your pro player plays a shit ton of FIFA, they have lives outside of it. Like, I'd love to know more about these people. And that's what makes it more fun. Like, yeah, I'd be interested. And in you that. tune into their streams more. I feel like 
it's it's crazy. Like the, when you go on Twitch and see streamers, it, every, almost every game has like, yeah, your top few streamers are just big stream personalities and just general like streamers, like your casters and stuff like that. Um, but then like right underneath that, and uh, like if you go to Apex, if you go to COD, right underneath like kind of your big streamers that no matter what game they go to, they're going to have a shit ton of viewers is all the pro players because everyone wants to watch that high tier gameplay. I don't, f- outside of like, well, FIFA analyst obviously doing really well, obviously a good friend of the pod, but he's not a pro player. He's teaching you how to get better. A pro player, maybe not teaching you. No one gives a rat's ass about watching very good gameplay. Like just for being good at the game, you don't get viewers in FIFA. You have to be able to teach that to that. So they need to do something to so where the personality of these pro players, because if pro players can also be streamers, then that's a full-time job for them now and they can commit more to the pro scene. Right now, they have to have outside jobs because they don't get paid enough, essentially. So in every other esport, once you become a pro player, you basically stream as well um, or you make YouTube videos and stuff like that and you get tons of views and that's what kind of your income when you're not like in tournaments. A- Apex, if you look at all the top Apex streamers outside of maybe one or two that are fully just full-time streamers, they're all pro players on top of it because people want to go see like top-tier gameplay. For me, for FIFA, I'm go- I only go for entertainment value. Because the game's so bad, dead to me. There that, is a couple of pros that get decent. Yeah, games. yeah. I mean, like obviously, Mike has done a really good job. Uh, Michael Bell has done a really good job with that, tr- but he's really transitioned. He's less of a pro player now. Um, obviously, there is pro players that still do well. Like hashtag Harry does well, but he's also very entertaining. On top of it, he doesn't do well because he's very good. No one cares about how good he is at the game. He's just very entertaining to watch. On top of being good at the game, yeah. It's I wouldn't just, consider Mike even a pro anymore. I think he no, turned yeah. into an analyst. Yes. Which is great. It's it's like it's like when you watch, you know, the the pro players then go to ESPN or whatever sports network, and they're now analysts of the game. So yes. that's that's what I, I think. Mike did a great job in transitioning. I think he also realized like <laughs> being a FIFA pro is probably not as lucrative as as just working directly with EA. Mm-hmm. And uh, he did a great job by transitioning over. And I think he's a tremendous like, you know, he does the whole breakdown videos and everything. He does a really really good job. And um. I'm happy that he did made that transition because I think as a pro, he wasn't even performing that well from what I remember, um, which is crazy because he made, I don't know if you guys saw, he did a weekend league and played 30 different formations. And I think he hit elite one or like, yeah, so, uh, or something. that's very impressive. I don't think there's a lot of people who can pull that off. Mm-hmm. So um, I know it was a little bit of a tangent, but also I think, um, language barriers probably doesn't help out with FIFA. A lot yeah, of people, FIFA is a know, is a more global game than some of the other games. Yeah, so it's probably a little bit more difficult to you know get that like interview thing going on with with every single player. I think language barriers definitely uh, yeah. come into play. So, but but I feel like I guess they because they focus on so many people, they focus on specific people instead of getting to know the whole tournament. Because like MS Dasari, even though there's kind of, he, I know he speaks English and stuff like that now, and he's been yeah. around, but. I think even like back in old tournaments, I think he did. He, there was some with a translator. And I was like, I still got to know them. And like, I know there's a language barrier. Hiring a translator is more money, stuff like that. But there's just, I don't know. I just, I was just going on Twitch right now while we were talking. And um, depending on if you count Boris Legend as a pro player, I know he's more of like a content I would, creator now. I would count him as a pro. But he does, he didn't he quit, say he's not doing pro and he's just a content creator now. I mean, he, it would he did be a qualify for an event, but that got yeah. canceled. It was things happened but then outside of him i'm i sort by english obviously alan avi is a pro player obviously but he's again more of a content creator and he does emls because emls is more about them both being content creators and pros that's not really yeah. just strictly pros it's like I, I can't i have to scroll very far to find an actual pro in terms of viewership well they're, they're all streaming at 4 a.m on a sunday in it <laughs> true i guess I, yeah, I don't know questions. but um 
but yeah, no, it's just like it's Castro. It's it's many. It's big streamers, and you're gonna have that with every game. But then you go to Apex. Literally, the top streamer is a TSM uh, team solo mid player, which is a pro player. Because it, in games like that, your reward like people would rather watch good gameplay than entertain entertaining streamers. I mean, not to say these guys aren't entertaining. I'm assuming they are if people are watching. But that is again, I mean, that's something Inceptions has said a long time. No one watches FIFA for good players, but why? Like, why is that? Why? I don't get it. Every other game you watch it for for good gameplay. I yeah. I personally watch people for good gameplay. Like I rarely tune into um. I mean I tune into Castro here and there, but I rarely tune into him to watch him. I mean he's obviously these ex- like you know he's entertaining. Yeah, yeah, he's entertaining. He's loud. Whatever you'll you'll tune in every now and then. But for the most part, I'm I'm watching like uh FIFA analysts. I'm watching Tex when he plays. I'm watching Gorilla Kurt when he was streaming. I'm watching like I like watching good gameplay. But another thing on that is. I found that I was way more interested in FIFA 19 and FIFA 18 uh, esports than this year. I don't know if it's the yep. gameplay or it's just the it way that the it, is the, it is the defensive meta. I think that is yeah. part of the reason why people don't watch the the high tier gameplay as well because it yes. is a bit too one dimensional and just the game. Quite frankly, the game sucks. So <laughs> yeah, because uh, I remember there's one specific thing I remember last year in a tournament, um, and I know we all hated goalkeeper movement. But I, I like this. This specific scenario has stuck in my mind because I love the way it played out. But there was one point where Tex, it was Tex against Gorilla, and uh, Tex had an open, like pretty much one on one with the keeper. He ended up fake shotting and just sitting on the ball and let Gorilla move his keeper back and forth and then scoring. And that was yeah, like that was amazing. The, it was the very, very first tournament I think, and we hadn't really seen people do that. We we'd seen people just kind of take their first chance because they hadn't really gotten used to goalkeeper movement but it's just crazy like we never thought goalkeeper movement we all hated it but how much of a dynamic it brought into tournaments like people moving their keeper all the time i think it brought in an exciting dynamic personally even though i hated it but it definitely did like you had to kind of play a guessing game with with your opponent but Mm -hmm. i remember things like that were exciting to watch like watching techs do that has still stuck with me till this day and that was an exciting moment so i don't know if it's like i said the gameplay or what have you but those esports, those FIFA uh, tournaments were way better than uh, this year for sure. Yeah, I think I don't know. Te- Texas is one of those. Like you said, the, the competitive scene is a bit boring to watch, but I always love watching Tex events. I I like specifically tune in just for him because I enjoy the way he plays so much. Like he's just unreal at the game, in my opinion, the best to ever play it so far. But um, that's a whole different debate. I, I just like the way he plays. He's so good at every single aspect of the game. It's an insane man. Yeah, I was gonna say just before when we were talking about like why maybe old ones were. I think EA just is struggling to find the balance between between trying to transition this FIFA that's never been an esport into an esport. Um, like we said, it's still very new compared to some other esports that have been around for a while. I think Joey, did you say either League of Legends? That's obviously been around for just forever and it's done really well and still so 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 consistent um and then games like fortnite that came out with the thought of being an esport it's a new game but it's a new it's and it's a new esport but it was kind of hand in hand um so they've they've struggled trying to transition a game that's never been an esport into an esport um but they've also in with in doing that have lost the balance for the casual players as well and there's just there's there's a huge they need to figure out which direction they want to go with and push it and and because right now you it's actually it's funny um one thing i'll say i'm not gonna talk about too much because it's just gonna be way too long of a tangent but 
with Fortnite, Cypher PK, who's like one of the biggest streamers, put out a, like an hour-long video, I think, on the state of Fortnite. And it's so, so weird to watch because all I think the whole time is, holy shit, this is FIFA. It's, <laughs> I saw it, I saw Tifu, uh, it was, I think. Oh, that was so Fort, funny, Fort, yeah. Fortnite is the most unfair game I've ever played, and I just shat myself when I read that. Like, dude, yeah. you, you have no idea what unfair is, man. But like his biggest talk point, listen to this, is... Um, there's no way to play casuals anymore, and there's no content creation to be made from it, which is what they what EA did by dropping off of. There's just way less abilities to create YouTube videos that aren't about your gameplay. Like top videos right now, Draft to Glory, um, Foot Champs to Glory, Rotogor, stuff like that. It's all gameplay based. There's nothing. It's not like there's not a lot of stuff to do around that now. Uh, Fortnite's now lost that because now everybody is a sweat lord because of how much they focus on the esport. So you can't do that. The esports aren't good enough because of the way they play. They're still trying to make the game fun in some senses. So this reminds me a lot of FIFA 19. There's, in a way, they're trying to make the game arcadey, but because you're doing that, you now your pro players aren't happy. So your pro players aren't enjoying the game and they're leaving the game. A lot of Fortnite pro players have left the game. A lot of, I mean, think of how many people, how many um, FIFA pros have kind of stopped playing f- at a pro level as well. I mean, we talked about Boris Legend as one who's who can qualify for tournaments still. He's still good enough, but just doesn't really focus on, doesn't really care about it. Um, because it's just too stressful and, and it's hurt their mental state. I think didn't Aggie stop as well? Um, another player yep. who was around the scene, he stopped because it mental, mentally just has to, has to reset. Um, so like you, now your pro players aren't happy and your game is now being pushed into a pro game. Like I can't go on. Like outside of, we were talking about this, outside of relegating, relegating myself and doing objectives, that's the only way I can have fun during the week. And they're still in rivals and they're still in your competitive game mode. You still haven't figured that balance out yet. So you're putting now fun gameplay in a competitive game well it's supposed to be a competitive game mode so now it's no longer competitive because you have people relegating themselves because they have to because you can't do it in division one unless you want to play 50 hours a week um and maybe get one win every like 10 um you can't so you can't do that so it's no longer fun it's no longer a pro level because you can't even go in and find games um we had we were talking about in the discord is the worst part about relegating yourself is when on friday afternoon if you want to warm up quickly before weekend league you can't because now you're in division five who you warm up against you're not going to get a good game if you use your main team. So now you have no casual scene, you have no pro scene, and, and, and you're now stuck in a balance and, and you're in limbo of which way you got to push. And you kind of have to push one way or create really two separate modes. And Ultimate Team can't do that because your your coins are your money's on the line if you if you pay to buy FIFA points. So you can't have two Ultimate Teams because no one's going to pay to buy both. Um, so Fortnite's in a better spot because they can have a casual mode and, and make it arcadey. Um, and it's completely separate to their online mode. But EA needs to figure out what they want to do because... You know what? I No one's playing the game casually. No I one's playing the game if, casually. Yeah, yeah, but I wonder if that's what they thought Volta would do. And it ended up not being that. I it could have been, been their first attempt. Yeah, they're like, man, maybe we'll make this casual mode where people will be able to stream it and, and not whatever, blah, blah, blah. But it, it, it seemed like it did, It was a failed attempt. But, I mean, even think about how how fun were the like skill compilation videos back in the day. Mm-hmm. That all those uh, skillers used to make. You don't. You don't. Yeah, see and they're obviously playing against scrubs, but you can't. You can't. Still. You don't come up against scrubs anymore. Yeah, exactly. Still, that's that's. <laughs> it's very hard. Yeah. yeah. Yep. I mean, you need you need more skill compilation <laughs> videos against. Fatal's scrubs. dead. Fatal sucked. Fatal does. Yeah. Fatal's. Dead I don't know if you too, watched yeah. the most recent one. They tried to bring it back and, and give that's... credit to them. Bateson thought of some really cool ideas and tried to get viewers involved, which is a really good idea because it's the only way you can guarantee a certain gameplay. But because of the way FIFA's gone to competitive they had to play against viewers that had silver teams. Before in Fatal, you could just play an online single match. Even if you can't play against a gold team, it's most likely going to be a casual player just playing for fun, so they're not going to be dropped back one depth. 
and all that stuff. But in you can't overcome like I know Harry did the weekend leagues and stuff like that. Like, but they're not pro. Fado's not meant to be a pro player. It's meant to be your uh, your YouTuber and stuff like that. And it's supposed to be yeah, fun to watch. Creators. They can't go. They can't even Bateson with an R nine and a silver team cannot go into rivals and and get a good game even if he relegates himself because half the te- half the people in the world are in that division relegated as well trying to do rivals objectives. And so yeah. there's just no way. So Fado's dying because of that. Which again credits Bateson. I it's still tried the the series idea is very good and he. He thought of some clever ways to get around it um, with trying to play viewers that hadn't matched up team levels. But then if you're a viewer of a YouTube video, you're a top tier player. Pro- well, you care about the game, essentially. So you're going to be at least a decent player. So they were struggling to upgrade their teams. I mean, Atani, I think, had a full silver team at the end. <laughs> um, so because uh, he kept playing the viewers and viewers that were good at the game as well. And the viewers, every episode would get two more golds and he'd be stuck back with his silver. So. It was just, it was at, by the end, it was like, I didn't watch the tournament, the knockout tournament, because it was just, everyone had just random ass teams and it wasn't as fun to watch as older ones. But so yeah, stuff like that, you're losing. Maybe Volta was the attempt though, and they realized it was wrong and they're going to try to maybe bring back the foot. But people always say FIFA 15 was better and FIFA 15 was a trash game. It was just casual. It wasn't competitive. That was the only difference. Yeah, I guess that's the, I mean, that's, we've talked about it plenty of times, but I just feel like. I don't know, man. Like, or you do create two ultimate teams and you bring coins, coin buying back, but you only on the casual, like your competitive ultimate team can't have coins. Sell- like you don't bring back coin sellers, but you, you EA sells the coins directly to us. So instead of buying a few points, we just buy coins. I thought that, that I it. think that I've said, I think that's going to, I think we talked about this. Anyway. Yeah, yeah. I think we talked about this a couple months ago where they're just going to have a catalog and you just go buy it. Just yeah. buy the player that you want rather than having packs. Um, because I think eventually what's going to happen is that that whole gambling thing is going to, Yes. probably get rid of pack opening and there's no more luck involved. You just pick whichever player. Now, does that kill ultimate team or make it more boring? I don't know because the people who spend the two, $3,000 now just get the team they want. Um, and it depends how many people are going to go that route. You know, how I, th- many I are- think it's still fine though. Think about FIFA 15 when, or f- we'll say even earlier, cause FIFA 15 when they fixed it, FIFA 14, what was still the, the most popular thing on YouTube? Well, other than pink slips, Pink was, slips huge. Well, but yeah, pink slips is probably number one. And then pack openings were still number two because there's still the random thing. There's still the chance you get a really good player. So it's still entertaining. So even if you can buy 5 million coins and buy whatever player you want, people are still opening packs because it's just that there's an addiction to packs. And, and But if you're allowing players to just go, I don't think you should be able to buy players out of catalogs, but uh-huh. I think you should be able to buy the coins to buy the player you want. So you can get, you're guaranteed to get the player you want. Um, And you set caps and stuff like that. Like the, the price, well, not price range necessarily, but 15 million coins. I mean, even well, back yeah, then, well, with coin do, selling as big, 15 million coins was you can cap of, coins now. in order to keep progression kind of even. You can cap the amount of money essentially you can spend per week so that people can't yeah. just have the best team in the game the week one. So, mm-hmm. let's say, let's say they can they'll cap you only buying 10 million coins per week. Let's say that's yeah. still whatever. I mean, it's still a lot, but. Let's be honest, it's going to be expensive too to buy coins. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These are all things that we're obviously predicting may happen. I don't know if it will happen or not, but um, I really think, like, I don't even know if Pink Slip is something they can ever add in a game. Probably not. That's like betting betting on on the game at that point. You're essentially betting Mm -hmm. uh, for playing for something. I don't know what they can add, but, but you're right. There's so many things that, that need to change. And other, I think other games are, are facing the same thing. Um, but we just don't know since we don't, you know, we're we're stuck in this FIFA mode. Obviously, I don't play Fortnite. Um, I know Rob plays a few other games, so he he knows like the problems that other communities face. It just feels games are all going down that road. They're trying to chase 
the esports e money. Yeah, yeah, the esports. They're, they're trying money. to be for, They're all trying to be Fortnite. Yeah, um, and it's just or League of Legends. Um, and certain games yep. just aren't made. To that. I don't know if EA if what's. I mean, I think the reason why EA wants to do it is because sports in, in in nature are competitive. Um, well, they're so, huge. It's predicted to be like a multi-billion-dollar industry yes. if it's not already down the line. Like in a few years, I think esports is going to be huge. So they're probably thinking we need to get on this quick before it's late. And they're still trying to navigate what the best way to balance, you know, someone like myself, like I'm, I'm not a casual, but I'm not a pro I'm like in between. So how do they cater to me? How do they cater to Felix? How do they cater to you, Rob? How do they ca yeah. cater to the whole, uh, casual community? I, I think that's where like squad battles came in and, and yeah. you know, other game modes and stuff like that. But there's, there's just like a gap that they need to fill in and somehow make it more fun and the ability to create different teams. I remember there's people talking on Twitter. If they add restrictions on weekend league again, Felix mm -hmm. is probably way against that. I don't know. No, he, liked it. Well, he liked it. It okay. depends what it is. Yeah. Um, you, I don't you... like it if they do it too often. Um, I don't like it when they say, Oh, you can only play with ah, the thing is it just, well, you can't have restrictions when, when it's also the way you qualify for things. That's yeah, the issue. It, it, it pushes people into, into, selling and buying their teams and i don't like that um but yeah i, I did quite like the one nation weekend league and the back yeah, taxes of FIFA fun, 18. Huh? <laughs> that was okay but i don't know the the one where i remember was it fifa 17 i believe the one where you could only use bundesliga and la liga players that was fucking atrocious man i hated that I don't know. I'm I'm personally in weekend league. I'm not the biggest fan of the restrictions, but I I would love that in in random tournaments if we got. Yeah, that. I mean, I would love it in weekend league if weekend league wasn't like f to qualify for events and stuff like that. I wouldn't even if if even if the reward structure is the same, like you get red picks. I'd still rather do. I'd rather like I said, my favorite thing to do is the objectives because I have to use a different team than my main team. Um, and then maybe you have like a weekend league once a month that is main team only. Like that that's that you can use anything, no restrictions. So people, there's still a reason to build up your team because right now, obviously, if you did restrictions every weekend, why else would you build up a team? You just you just fit the restrictions to do that. But I'd like it more because then I wouldn't put my coins into untradeables. I would I'd keep it tradable, and then you just Joey like you already do it, but change up your team every weekend would be super fun to do. Um, one thing I would say, one last thing though, um, it's not maybe it's not one last thing. We can go for as long as we want. I'm down, but uh, <laughs> I feel like we could talk forever to be honest with esports mm. and maybe not taking the game to like a specific esports level, but EA does not help out whatsoever in tournaments that aren't ea sponsored like or ea made tournaments if that so obviously that kind of makes sense in a way so but ea doesn't sponsor tournaments that they don't have full control over essentially from what i've seen um one thing that's going on right now actually on twitch is syndicate sundays on warzone so send ever uh, if you don't know syndicate then you probably just wouldn't be watching a random co content creator youtube video but he's like one of the biggest content creators probably especially that back in the day um, but he was on COD early as a Zombies uh, COD streamer, essentially, or YouTuber. And he's one of the biggest YouTubers at the time. But he got big on Warzone again. And so he was trying to host a tournament. It's I don't know how much he was going to put in of his own money. I, don't, I didn't know all that. But um, Activision reached out and, and is working with him. And it's a $100,000 tournament with, with uh, other content creators and stuff like that. So I don't know if it was his idea to start the tournament. If it was Activision's idea and he's a COD partner. It's a tournament that's maybe not necessarily run by the company that created the game, but they are th they are funneling money into it because they know the exposure it's bringing to the game. You do not see the Futhead tournaments. EA wants no part with. Um, Keemstar wanted to do... Keemstar's done Minecraft Mondays, Fortnite Fridays, and all this stuff. 
he people asked for a FIFA Friday or whatever when Fortnite kind of when he went because I think Epic Games did something so he couldn't do the tournament. He said he wanted he was down. He had all the stuff ready to go. And EA basically were like, we're not going to promote this. We're not going to help you at all at all. And so he's like, what's the point of me doing it? Then like EA wanted no part of him hosting a tournament, whether it's him or not. I don't know if it's just because it's him. But every time at every every time I've ever heard of them a tournament trying to help out and get help from EA, it's gone to like, no, EA wants full control over everything. So we like like our tournament was fun. It was fun. It maybe didn't bring as many eyes. Obviously, we're smaller podcast, but like. It was fun. People enjoy the people that did watch it and the people that did play in it enjoyed it. But EA would never like help out with those kind of tournaments. They only want their own run tournaments. They want it very specific, and they they don't work with smaller um, stuff like that. I don't know. So they every time there's ever been a chance for them to maybe participate in a smaller tournament, they've just said no. And COD does does it. And right now, I think four of the top five streams are people that are in that tournament on Twitch. So I don't know. If, P- if they really want to grow the competitive scene. And it's competitive in a sense. It's maybe not your pro players, but it's a competitive tournament outside of the eSport itself. Because <laughs> Warzone over um, multiplayer in COD League. It's a difficult one for sure, but... Mm-hmm. Th- I just think they should be more welcoming to like people trying to do that thing. Like Once I heard yeah, like, saying, like he was going to do it, and then EA was like... I don't know if EA stopped him. I don't think they can stop him in a way, but they, they were obviously against it in a way enough that, that he's like, you know, I'm just not going to do it. It's not worth my time. There's a lot to do. <laughs> um, but yeah, no, I mean, it was a long one, obviously. I hope you guys enjoyed. We, did, we didn't even cover two important weeks. Usually when we miss a week, it's because nothing happened. We just missed that last week. I don't know. I think we were all bad about reminding each other. Um, yeah, no. well, to be honest, I didn't even want to record because I, I wasn't really feeling it, if I'm honest. I'm, I'm in a bit of a weird state uh, mentally right now. Um, I think, yeah. I think, well, yeah. we've talked. But yeah, the, the, the quarantine is definitely getting... It's very nice out. Uh... If you're watching on stream, I'm just going to show you with my camera angle. I mean, it is beautiful, so I'm literally going yeah, out there. I, 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 I was sitting outside up until the point we recorded, and now I'm going to sit outside again. Um, so I'm going to end the stream there. And record. And I have to still play Weekend League, but I'm going to wait for it to be dark out. So quarantine has been getting to a lot of us, but it is finally nice out. So hopefully the I just, I just weather. I uh, say one thing on that topic as well, like because this is a time where I think a lot of people are silently struggling, and I've had a bit of a rough time recently as well. Um, so if there's anyone out there listening to this and you feel like you need help, you need to talk to someone, just feel free to hit my DMs on Twitter anytime, man. I'm, I'm happy to listen, to provide my advice if you want it. Um, yeah, just if you're struggling, just know you're not alone out there and you don't you don't mm-hmm. have to go through this alone, man. Yeah, especially if you are truly like alone. Like, obviously, I live with my girlfriend, which is nice, but, like, we really haven't seen other people. We I did a Zoom call on Friday with some friends. We played, like, a Pokemon drinking game. That was fun. Um, so we're trying to just think of different ways to see each other and talk to each other. Obviously, the cool part is we're a video game podcast, so video games have been amazing. Um, and that I've gotten to GTA because of it. Uh, I never really played a lot of GTA Online, but I've been getting to GTA to just because it's super fun. I mean, it's like a world escapism in a way. Um, but you're playing with friends and stuff like that, so you're still chatting with them and you're still having these fun conversations and you're still like running around. I mean, GTA, it's a fun game to just play casually. Um, but even FIFA, if you're just pro clubs, hopping a call with some friends, it's like... Finding interaction with other people is the best way to do it, is the best way to get through it. So hopefully it ends soon. Um, it's going to be nice out, so I bet you ours we're going to all start going outside because of the virus. Ours, ours got also got extended. Month, so. Yeah, New Hampshire is May 31st. Um, Massachusetts is right now May 19th, but I bet you they extend it. Um, but then there's some places that are just letting people go outside, and then, yeah, it's all gone downhill. But we won't talk about that on a FIFA podcast. 
Yeah, for sure. I mean, I I, I understand what you guys uh, are saying and like people struggling through. Even some people, obviously, financially, their their jobs have uh, mm-hmm. either laid them off or no longer work. So it's it's tough, man. This is a weird time for everybody, and hopefully, maybe this pod kind of lets you escape for a little bit. Hopefully, for a few hours. I don't know. Uh, but yeah, I mean, we're definitely if if anyone needs to talk or whatever, we're our DMs are always open, even though we're not like this massive podcast reach or whatever. But you know, if people yeah. want to vent or whatever, we're always available. And share the podcast. Let's get into the promotion now. <laughs> share the <laughs> yeah. podcast, like the podcast, subscribe on the platform um, that you listen to as well to help us expand the podcast to more people. Um, very appreciative of all the viewers that have stuck around from the start. Um, about over a year and year and a couple months now, we've kind of been doing it. Uh, all three of us, I think, about a year for all three of us to be doing it, which is crazy to think about. Um, started off with just Felix and I kind of talking one time, and I was like, you know what, you want you to stick around, and, and we'll just both do it. And I think that's when you got into streaming yourself as well. So, yeah, share the podcast and do all that stuff because um, we do enjoy doing it, even though we missed last week. We won't miss another week when there's team of season. I promise you, now we will do every weekend from now on for the rest of the team of season. Yeah, at least for sure. Us, if, if yeah, yeah, for sure, for sure. So. Appreciate you guys for chilling this long. And if you have made this far, tweet at the podcast account saying F quarantine. Not not swear, <laughs> just F quarantine if you made this far into the podcast. Um, and yeah, subscribe on the podcast platform of your choosing. And we'll see you next time. See ya. See ya.